Hey guys, it's Heaven from Just a Grown True Crime, and today I'm going to be telling you about this app called Anchor. It helped me start my podcast, and it can help you start yours. Anchor is a free app that lets you use it from your phone or your computer. So if you want to do it on the go, and you want to just record, you can record one. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more to get your own podcast out there. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you want in just one podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I did. What are you waiting for? Hey guys, welcome back to Just a Girl in True Crime. I'm your host, Heaven. In tonight's case, we're going to be talking about the disappearance of Madeline McCain. All right. And, you know, I've seen so much about this case, and honestly, it just blows my mind. So we're going to hop right into the case. So Madeline Beth McCain was born on May 12th in 2003 in Leicester, England. I think I pronounced that wrong. Actually, I'm almost 100% positive I did. Her parents were named Jerry and Kate McCain, and they also had twins, but you guys know me. I don't mention other siblings unless it is in a case and they've been a victim. That's just how I do it. So, Madeline had blonde hair and bluish-green eyes a small brown spot on her left calf, and a distinctive dark strip on her iris of her right eye. I just wanted to give you, like, kind of like, okay, this is what she looks like. Don't know why, but I put that in there. So, Kate, Jerry, and their three children had arrived in Portugal for a holiday at the Ocean Cup Clock complex at Praia de Lutz. In the evenings that follow, the couples ended up joining other adults in a dining resort at Tapa's restaurant. Roughly 50 m's, so I'm guessing 50 meters, away from where the McCain children were sleeping. Madeline only disappeared when she was three years old, guys. That's tragic. Three years old and she's gone. And now we're going to be talking about the days leading, like, the days, or the day what happened, and then the evening where she disappeared, and the stuff on up to about 2020. Alright, so we're just going to hop into that. At 7.30 a.m. over breakfast, Madeline asked her parents why they had not been in the apartment when she would wake up and cry, when she woke up and cried the night before. My book just fell. (laughs) Um, Kate and Jerry decided to make a mental note to constantly check their children when they were settled when they were settled basically sleeping and they would go back 
frequently at their dinner to make sure the children were all right that same evening. Or, like I put in my notes, or, you know, maybe you could just order something in and stay in and stay with your children, but every, every person, parent has their own thing, I guess. I have a five and a two-year-old, and I would never leave them in an apartment so I could go out with dinner for, with my friends unless they were there. That's just me. Everybody else is different, like I said. Not shaming. Take it how you want, but that's just my opinion. So they all ended up spending some time around the swimming pool and the children actually had to go to a kids club while Kate and Jerry had a tennis lesson. So I mean it's cool like the parents did something and the kids went and they went to this club and they were like cool we can go play tennis. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Between 5 and 6 p.m. the family ended up returning back to the apartment. Kate had gotten the kids ready for bed while Jerry went out to play tennis again. Which was a little weird to me because you played tennis earlier in the day. Why are you going back out to play tennis, Jerry? I don't know. But hey, maybe he scheduled a game with some friends that I'll play later. Nobody really knows. <laughs> I said he could help Kate get the children ready for bed, but <laughs> he decided to go play tennis. When he actually got back um, at 7 p.m., he did end up reading Madeline a bedtime story. The two twins were then put in a travel cot next to Madeline's bed, and the children ended up falling asleep. The shutters outside the ground floor of the bedroom were down, and the windows were closed. Kate and Jerry then leave the door ajar, and at 8.30 p.m., Kate and Jerry then left their apartment to go to the Tapas restaurant and eat with seven other people. I mean, I just, like, and I put this, I just feel kind of, like, uneasy about leaving twins, like, I'm guessing they were tod infants or toddlers, it didn't really specify their age um, and my three-year-old daughter alone in a hotel. I'm sorry. It sounds like a hotel to me, but an apartment. It just seems, it just gives me an uneasy feeling. But hey, that that's their, that, that's what they did. That's what they did. That's, I don't know. At 9.05 p.m., Jerry returned to the apartment and he noticed the bedroom door is different from how they mm -hmm. left it. And see, that would just give me weird vibes because if I came back in and the door was differently, I'd be like, ah, that's a little weird, don't you think? But obviously, he went into the room and the children were still asleep. So without anything else weird looking in the apartment, Jerry ends up ends up deciding to go back out to the restaurant, but he ends up stopping for a conversation with someone along the way. And it's weird because I couldn't find like who he talked to. He just like stopped for this conversation 
Maybe somebody stopped him and asked for directions. We're not really sure. At 9.15, another parent in the group, so four, what? Uh, yeah, like 10 minutes later. I don't know why I said 14. Um, so 10 minutes later, uh, the other parent named Jan Jane Tanner walks past the McCain's apartment and she goes to check on her own children and she then ends up seeing a man carrying a child after Madeline disappears and he ends up becoming the main suspect for police so we're going to fast forward just a tad real quick but six years later the Metropolitan Police conclude that the man Jane actually saw was actually an innocent British holiday maker who was carrying his daughter home from a crunch. Okay, so now we're gonna go back to the back to the thing that was just in there. Cause she's like, hey, I saw this guy, they wanted to look into it when she disappeared. And everything like that. And then they cleared him. Okay. At 9.30 p.m., a friend at the dinner table offered to check on the McCain children because he was going to check on his own kids in the apartment right next door to the McCains. This guy's name was Matthew Oldfield, and when he returns, he says that everything is fine and quiet, the kids are sleeping, nothing to worry about. 30 minutes later at 10 p.m., Kate finishes her dinner and then she ends up going back to the apartment. She notices that the children's bedroom door is open a little bit more, but as soon as she goes to close it slightly, a breeze slams the door shut. Kate then decides to go into the room and that's when she realizes that Madeline is actually missing. And she notices that the window was open and the shutters were up. And this is when the alarm is raised. On May 4th, the Portuguese police start their investigation. The McCains make a impassioned appeal for information with Kate holding Madeline's favorite toy, Cuddle Cat. I don't know what that is, but I guess it's a cat she just liked to cuddle, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Jerry ends up saying, words cannot describe the anguish and despair that we are feeling as the parents of our beautiful daughter, Madeline. We request that anyone who may have information relating to Madeline's disappearance, no matter how trivial, contact the Portuguese police and help us get her back safely. Please, if you have Madeline, let her come home to mummy, daddy, brother, and sister. Side note real quick, when my oldest was probably two years old, instead of him calling me mommy, he'd always say mom, mom. And I would look at him and I'm like, say mommy. And he'd be like, mommy, mom. And I'd look at him, and I'm not trying to say his name, 
because I don't say my kids' name on the podcast. Um, he um, would always say it, and I would be like, "Honey, you know we don't we don't live in the UK. We don't live in Britain or anything. Like, call me mommy." And it would always be mom. And he stuck with that face for like two years. And it was the cutest because I was like, oh, I love when you say, I loved when he said that. And then he grew out of it and now he calls me mommy. <laughs> so it's cool. <laughs> On May 5th, so a day later, the Portuguese police revealed they believed Madeline was abducted, but is still alive and she's somewhere in Portugal. And then on May 14th, detectives take Angelo, a Portuguese man named Robert Mirat, in for questioning. And they make him a Argido, or, because when I saw that, I'm like, what the hell is that? Or it basically means an official suspect. Okay, and I'm glad I found that, because I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. And then on May 30th, Kate and Jerry McCain had met the Pope in Rome in the first series of trips around Europe and beyond to highlight the search for their daughter. Then on August 6th, a Portuguese newspaper reports that British sniffer dogs have found traces of blood on a wall in the McCain's holiday apartment. On August 11th, exactly 100 days after Madeline's after Madeline disappeared, investigating officers publicly acknowledged for the first time that she could be dead. Then on September 7th, during further questioning of Mr. and Mrs. McCain, detectives make them both Argidos, which again, official they're making them official suspects in their daughter's disappearance. On September 9th, two days later, the McCains fly back to England with their two-year-old twins. I'm sorry, they did mention their age. My bad for lying to you guys. On October 2nd, Gonzalo Amaral, the detective in charge of the inquiry, is removed from the case after criticizing criticizing the British police in a Portuguese newspaper interview. I probably said that detective's name wrong, and I apologize. There might be a lot of things mispronounced in that when it comes to names and places. So I'm sorry, guys. But if you know how to pronounce them, let me know. Please. In 2008, Portugal shelves the investigation. On March 19th, Kate and Jerry McCain accept 550, since we're in Europe, I think it's pounds, of liable damages and front page apologies from Express Newspaper over allegations they were responsible for Madeline's death. April 7th, Three Portuguese detectives led by police Paulo Rebello fly to Britain to re-interview 
the seven friends on the holiday with the McCains when Madeline vanished. On July 7th, Mr. Murat received 600,000 pounds in damages from four newspapers from four from four newspaper groups over seriously um, defamatory articles connecting him with the child's disappearance as well. And like I said, the Por- Portugal police, they do decide to shelve their investigation. On July 21st, that's when it was shelved. And they actually lifted the status of the McCain's being official suspects and of um, Mr. Murat. On, oh, sorry, I got a notification. <laughs> On August 4th, thousands of pages of evidence from the Portuguese police files in the, exhaust, um, in the exhaustive investigation, if I could read, into Madeline's disappearance are made public. October 16th. The Tapa 7 win £370,000 in damages from Express newspaper after articles were published suggesting they had lied about Madeline's abduction. And in 2009, Jerry then returned to Portugal for the first time since coming back to the UK without his daughter. March 24th, the McCain's launched a localized new appeal for information focused on focused on the area of the Algarve where Madeline disappeared. I know I'm throwing a lot of dates out on you at you guys, but this is the how the order and I do say the year when we switch years. So right now we're in 2009. Okay. On April 4th, Jerry helps film a reconstruction on events on the night his daughter vanished. April 22nd, the McCain's fly to the U.S. to record an interview with chat show host Oprah Winfrey to mark two years since Madeline's disappearance. June 14th, dying pedophile Raymond Hewlett says he was in the Algarve when Madeline disappeared and he has an alibi but he had no plans to reveal his alibi. Okay, if you had an alibi you think you'd want to clear your name but maybe you don't have an alibi. I don't know. August 6th, Private detectives say they were hunting a Victoria Beckham lookalike with an Australian or New Zealand accent. Reportedly seen in Barcelona three days after the little girl went missing. You know, I want to go to Barcelona. Off topic, but I'd love to go there. If you hear walking or like loud bangs and stuff, that's my noisy neighbors. Ah, I hate living with, by them. 
They are so loud at night. <laughs> it drives me nuts. In 2010, on February 18th, Kate and Jerry McCain say they are pleased and relieved at a judge's decision to uphold a ban on a book by former detective Goncalo Amaralo. I butchered that worse the second time, I believe. Five years later, he will be ordered to pay the McCain's 500000 pounds in the damages. March 3rd, a newly released file from the Portuguese police on a possible sighting is called gold dust and it could lead to a breakthrough, says a, spoke, a spokesman person for the McCain's. May 1st, Kate reveals she had thoughts about being wiped out in a motorway crash to end her pain of losing Madeline, but vows to never give up, which you lose a child that has to be tough. And I couldn't imagine what parents go through when they do that. Um, November 10th, Madeline's parents launch an online petition to help force a UK and Portuguese joint review of all evidence in the case. November 15th, the McCains signed a deal to write a book about their daughter's disappearance. May 13th, in 2011, then Prime Minister David Cameron asked London's Metropolitan Police to help investigate the case. Then on November 23rd, Kate and Jerry appear in the Lovison Inquiry into media ethics they tell how media pressure affected their family life and accused newspaper editors of i think that's supposed to be tampering but i put hampering definitely should be tampering the search of their daughter of their missing daughter Kate says she felt violated when her diary was published without her permission, which, yeah, I'd feel violated too. On December 5th, Scotland Yard detective, a Scotland Yard, a Scotland Yard detective, sorry, spent time in Barcelona as part of their re-examination of the case. In 2012, March 9th, Portuguese police in Porto, I don't know what I wrote there, but that's what it looks like, launch a review of the original investigation. April 26, Scotland Yard says Madeline McCain may still be alive and released an artist impression of what she may look like as a nine-year-old. July 6, British detectives examine a claim that the little that the little girl's body is buried near an apartment where she vanished. It comes after a self-styled investigator who sends police radar scans and he claimed showed a burial site 
2013, on February 11th, Jerry calls for politicians to implement the conclusion of the Levy-Sun inquiry in full backed by legislation. February 13th, police say the results of the DNA test on a New Zealand girl who was mistaken for, Madel for Madeline revealed that she is not the missing British girl. Which is sad because you're looking for this other girl. You're looking for Madeline and you end up finding another girl, which is heartbreaking. Because now you kind of like, I guess you want it to be her. And then when you do DNA and you're like, oh, now this is some other girl. What, what happened? On February 21st, retired solicitor Tony Bennett, who published claims that Madeline McCain's parents caused her death is giving is given a suspended jail sentence. May 2nd, Madeline McCain's parents tell Sky News a police review into their daughter's disappearance is making excellent progress as they mark the 6th anniversary since she went missing. On May 17th, Scotland Yard says they have identified a number of people of interest they want to speak to. Officers believe they found enough evidence to actually reopen the case, but the Portuguese authorities are still re um, resistant about it. June 15th, the Home Office agrees to fund a full-scale investigation by the Metropolitan Police. Then on October 13th, UK detectives reviewing the case say key details in the timeline of her disappearance have significant have significant significantly changed. The next day, October 14th, a fresh appeal is launched in a bid to find a suspect detectives say is a vital importance with two new separate e-fits thought to be of the same man seen on the same night Madeline went missing and it was released by police. October 17th, Detective Chief Inspectigator M. Redwood, who is the leading Scotland Yard Team Assistant Commissioner, Mark Rowley and Mr. and Mrs. McCain meet the officers in Lisbon to be briefed on the Portuguese case. On October 23rd, Britain's most senior police officer, Bert, Sir Bernard Hogan Howe, defends the way the Portuguese dealt with the initial investigation into Madeline's disappearance, saying it would have been very difficult to immediately know if they were dealing with a serious crime. On October 24th, detective in Portugal reopened the investigation into Madeline McCain's disappearance after an, an, after an internal reveal, reveal under undercovers new lines of inquiry and witnesses who were never questioned during the original 
Portuguese investigation. On January 23, 2014, a family source says Kate and Jerry have been denied, denied permission to give evidence at a Portuguese libel trial over a book about the case of the formal local police chief Goncala. On January 13th, British police investigated three burglars who were in the area when Madeline disappeared and whose phones were apparently red hot after she went missing. <clears throat> A letter is sent to the Portuguese police asking for help to track them down. January 29th, Scotland Yard officers, including the detective leading the case, fly to Portugal to meet the police there and they discuss developments. March 19th, officers from Operation Grange launch a search for a man who sexually assaulted five British girls in the Algarve between 2004 and 2006. April 23rd, detective, a detective identified five new cases where a lone intruder abused young British girls in holiday apartments in the Algarve. May 1st, Kate and Jerry give an interview to Sky News and say they are desperate to find out what happened to their daughter, even if it is the worst case scenario, as they back calls for a child rescue alert service similar to the amber to the amber, amber alert system in the u.s may 6 scotland yard plans to dig for her evidence plans to dig for evidence in three locations in prada de lutz with office officers set to use ground penetrating radar on may 8th british officers reportedly used a military helicopter to photograph potential evacuation sites and hold a four-hour meeting with Portuguese colleagues to agree to a timetable for new searches. June 2nd, Portuguese police seal off an area of, shrub, of shrubland to the west of Praia de Lutz as they prepare to examine the potential excavation site. June 11th, police began to search an area between Prada de Lutz and the town of Largo, Largos behind a water treatment plant. The search of the scrubland site is later wound down and the McCains say the fact that nothing was found reinforces their belief that their daughter could still be alive. These poor parents, and you know, they're just really, they're trying to hold out hope that, you know, they're going to find their daughter. And every parent wants to do that. On July 8th, the McCains attend the trial of Goncalo, the former police chief, they are suing for the claims over the book 
over the one in the book he made. The court hears of their devastation, desperation, anxiety, and pain after he accused them of faking their daughter's abduction and hiding her body. December 9th, police questioned 11 potential witnesses in Portugal, including British... I don't know what I put there. British something Robert Murat. Oh, maybe it's supposed to be except. I'm not sure. And staff who used to work at the Ocean Club comp complex where Madeline was staying. On April 28, 2015, Goncalo is considered to pay the dam pay damages of 433 pounds to the McCain's as the libel trial comes to an end with a judge prohibiting any more sales of his books. So, that's good. On July 27th, Scotland Yard contacts Australian authorities after a child's remains are found in a suitcase near Adelaide. Two days later, Officers confirmed the girl was not Madeline, unfortunately. October 5th, the official Twitter account associated with the search for Madeline is shut down because of the continued abuse from, abuse from other users. On October 28th, the number of police officers devoted to the investigation into Madeline's disappearance is reduced from 29 to 4. That's a huge drop. On April 3rd, 2016, Theresa May, then Home Secretary, grants Scotland Yard 95,000 pounds in extra funding to continue the search for Madeline. April 18th, Detective Chief Superintendent Mark Duthie tells the Evening Standard there is always a possibility that we will find her alive. The day after, an appeals court in Portugal overturns the conviction of Goncalo's conviction. And the McCains say they are disappointed, but they vowed to appeal at the country's Supreme Court. On December 25th, the McCains mark their 10th Christmas without Madeline and describe it as inedible, tinged with the pain and longing. January 31st, 2017, Kate and Jerry say they are disappointed after Portugal's Supreme Court dismisses their liable case against Goncalo with the judge conclude with the judges concluding that his allegations were protected by his freedom of expression laws on march 12th the home office gives police eighty-five thousand pounds to extend the search for madeline known as operation grange for a further six months it takes the total spent on this investigation about 11 mil 
in pounds. April 24th, the McCains say they are bracing themselves for the 10th anniversary of their daughter's disappearance and describe it as a horrible marker of stolen time. And I can only imagine. On April 27th, as the only four, four official suspects in the investigation by the Metro, which is going to call them Metro, the Metro Police, are ruled out of the investigation. Assistant Commissioner Mark Rowley says they are pursuing a significant like of inquiry. April 30th, the McCains revealed they still buy Christmas gifts and birthday gifts for their daughter. May 2nd, a secret home office reveals Kate and Jerry claim they were treated badly by Portuguese police from the start of the investigation into the, their daughter's disappearance. And they felt and they fell out with the UK authorities too and later didn't share with police info gathered by their own private investigator. Madeline's disappearance is then approved by home office March 15, 2019. An eight-part doc series was released on Netflix. I have not watched the series. I don't know why, but I didn't watch it. But I might watch it tonight. The parents chose not to be involved in the film, which I get. You, you don't want to always... You don't want it to consume your life, even though I'm pretty sure it already is. But, you know, you don't have to be in a doc series. That's their choice. I mean, and they have two, two other children to raise as well, so they have to be there for them. And try to be strong for them. Uh, okay, June 5th, the home office say... They will continue to fund to fund the operation into Madeline's disappearance until at least March of 2020. On June 3rd, 2020, it is revealed a German pedophile in prison has been identified as the key suspect in the case. A spokesman of Kate and Jerry say this is significant. This is a significant development. In 13 years, the suspect is linked to an early 1980s VW camper van, which was pictured in the Algarve in 2007. Scotland Yard says he was driving the van in the Prada de Lutz area in the days before Madeline's disappearance. The 43-year-old suspect is serving a prison sentence for sex, for sex crimes, and had two previous convictions for sexual contact with girls, German police say. On June 4th, German prosecutors say they believe Madeline is dead, and the police are treating her disappearance as a murder investigation. It emerges that the prime suspect, who was named as... A German drifter known as Christian B. Allegedly confessed 
to his part in Madeline's disappearance, to a man in a bar where they were sitting in a German bar when a report um, about Madeline's disappearance came on the TV. It is claimed Christian B. allegedly said something to suggest he was responsible for her going missing. Later, he showed his companion a video of him self-raping an elderly woman and an American tourist in Portugal in 2005. That prompted the informant to call the German police to alert them to the suspect around that time. Of the 10th anniversary of Madeline's disappearance. So they heard the story and they are like, we, we gotta call the police. That's sad. He was already in jail in Germany for being investigated for alleged children's sex abuse crimes. Christian B. was convicted in 2019 of the rape of the Algarve and jailed for seven years. German police say that the suspect has been previously has previous convictions for sex abuse. June 7th, Scotland Yard says British police have received almost 400 tip-offs about the disappearance of Madeline since the new suspect was identified. June 10th, it emerges that Christian B has been moved into a single jail cell for his own protection at the Cal, Cal prison in Schlitzwig-Holstein, German's most northern um, state. Probably pronounced that jail name wrong too. June 16th, a German prosecutor, Hans Christian Walter says he has written to Madeline's parents telling them he has concrete ev evidence that she is dead, but he refused to tell them why. He says he told McCain's that to reveal the evidence would jeopardize his investigation into Christian B, which that makes no sense to me, but okay. But after media coverage of the prosecutor's comments, Kate and Jerry McCain issued a rare statement and say reports they have received a letter from the authorities saying Madeline's, Madeline's death is false. The couple say their um, unsubstantiated stories had caused unnecessary anxiety to friends and family and once again disrupted their lives. June 17th, German investigators say they want to retest a saliva sample that they found in the holiday apartment where Madeline went missing. It is believed that the sample is only a trace, is the only trace in the 13 years since it was impossible to extract any DNA profile from it. July 12th, Portuguese police and firefighters explore three disused wells 
in their search for Madeline, but it is understood that the searchers found no evidence of her body. <coughs> I just choked on air. July 23rd, Portuguese police reopened their investigation into the unsolved rape of a Irish woman who believes her attacker may have been Christian B. He was convicted of, sim of a similar rape that occurred a year after Hazel Behan was attacked in Praia de Ro Rocha on the Algarve coast on April 2004, July 25th. A retired teacher tells Portuguese police she believes she saw Madeleine McCain in a supermarket in 2017 on the Ag Aglarve coast. The woman said she believed it was Madeline who would be 17 now because of the distinctive blemish in her right eye. Okay. July 28th, German police investigate Madeline's disappearance um, and they search an allotment near Hanover. Footage from the scene showed forensic officers in heavy machinery being used for the search. The site is around 40 miles from the city of Braunschweig where Christian B was last registered to be living. And that's really all I could find on Madeline's case. Um, if there are any more updates or if I find more, I definitely will update it. But as of right now, that is what happened. That's what happened to Mar Madeline. Whatever, whatever happened to her, those are the suspects. I don't know if I mentioned it because when I was reading... I'm not sure. I might have skipped a line. Um, why the... Why Kate and Jerry were... They thought were suspects. I guess like they didn't show emotion or anything. Which I mean, you know, everybody grieves differently. And maybe it's just because you're just trying to be strong. But guys, that is the podcast... Not podcast. That is the episode of Madeline McCain. If you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me at Just a Girl in True Crime. Send me an email at Just a Girl in True Crime at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page at Just a Girl in True Crime. Um, I think that's everything. I don't. I have a couple things I want to do next. But I'm not sure yet. I've been wrapping my brain on some few, but I will be. Talking to you guys later. See ya!